It's time for Sports 56 Happy Hour on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. Now let's have some fun. Here is your host, Johnny, Johnny Radio. Johnny Radio. Yo, 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 yo. Welcome into a little Sports 56 Happy Hour. I'm your buddy, Johnny Radio, hanging out with my buddy, Brian Dacus, all day long, all day strong, and we got a ton to get into. I mean, we live in a wild, wild world. I don't know if you noticed, uh, but last night, the Miami Dolphins, everybody was thinking they might be one of the best teams in the National Football League. Well, they fell to the mighty Tennessee Titans. Titans have their first road win. I mean, Will Levis moves down the field. Basically three plays. They go and take the lead back. Their defense stops to, uh, I know there was a few offensive linemen down, three of them to be in fact. I know Tyreek Hill wasn't out there at the end. But a terrible loss for Mike McDaniel's Miami Dolphins. Then a terrible loss for Jordan Love. And also the Green Bay Packers. Are you kidding me? Like, what a world we live in. I know that it's the NFL. I know you can win at any time, but this is a team being led by Tommy DeVito. Hey, I mean, he like personifies, um, basically, oh, I was, oh, just, he's just, he's just a wild, wild Jersey dude, Italian to the core, personifies it all. I love how they talk about his mom makes his, uh, makes his bed, cooks his dinner, his, uh, his cousin, Danny DeVito, not the, the actor, Danny DeVito, before the game, made 300 cutlet sandwiches. Like it's just, I mean, the Giants beat the Packers, who've been playing out of their mind. Jordan Love was terrible. You lose, you have three turnovers in a football game. You lose, you're going to lose that game anyway. But still had a chance. But Tommy DeVito got things done, and the NFL is absolutely crazy. I mean, it is absolutely nuts. Justin Fields won this week. All right, that's right. The quarterback who looks like he belongs on My Cousin Vinny won last night. Will Levis, who puts mayonnaise in his coffee, won last night. Like, what is going on in the National Football League? Joe Flacco won last week. (laughs) I mean, what the hell is going on in the NFL? We're going to break it down all day long. I got a lot of NFL takes I want to get into. Uh, we got, I mean, we just, it, there's just, it's the NFL, NFL, NFL. Plus, we're talking college basketball. David Cobb, CBSSports.com, and um, Naquan Tomlin. That's right. He's now your newest Memphis Tiger. My man basically uh, got bounced out of Kansas State for getting in a bar fight back in October. Again, it's a fight at a bar. Bars have fights sometimes. He played great last year on that Elite Eight run that Kansas State had. He's uh, you know, pretty athletic, pretty big. A lot of people wanted him, but the Memphis Tigers got him. We'll talk with David Cobb what Daquan Tomlin means. How does he feel about this Tiger team who has a hell of a road I mean a hell of a hell of a schedule on the road this year, but they finally get to come back to their house three three games between Saturday and Christmas. 13th-ranked Clemson, 22nd-ranked Virginia, and Vanderbilt. 
They're on the outside of the top 25 looking in right now. We'll talk about how good this team really is and what's David Cobb think about them Tigers. Plus, we'll talk a little college basketball with him, and you know he covers college football. Yeah, we got to talk Charlotte football with, with David Cobb. Oh, the 49ers are back, John. Why are we talking Charlotte football? Yesterday. I was going to say Matt Rule, I thought, would be the topic right now in college football. I mean, it looks like he's going to get Kyle McCord and uh, Dylan Rayola. I don't know if he gets The five-star. those guys? I think it's one or the other, right? Well, I'm just from, from the peeps that I was talking about to this morning, basically Jake uh, Crane. Uh, there's a lot, a lot, a lot of smoke around him leaving Rayola going. I mean, McCord only has oh, one no, more year. Oh, no, you're, you're absolutely right. He's, t- he's and him a, sit back there visit. behind it. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's, I'm just saying, Matt Rule out there, I'd never thought Nebraska could have a chance to even get a five star quarterback. I never thought they'd have a chance to get a quarterback who last year lost one game on the road in Michigan, threw for over 3,000 yards. Only, I think, had what? Like eight interceptions on the season. Who? Kyle McCord uh, at Ohio yeah, State. I mean, look at the receivers he's throwing to. I want to see him do it at Nebraska. Well, we'll see. John, yesterday going. Charlotte football had six commitments. Four Power Five transfers committed to their school. The uh, backup at Florida committed. He'll be their starting quarterback next year, I believe. And one of the top linebackers transferred to Charlotte. They're back. 49ers are back. Biff ball. Biff Pogey, is he because he's a billionaire? You told me, right? That's right. And and uh, Dave Lotion was telling me that is he just NIL padding uh, the NIL coffers with his own money so he can win? Well, I think that'd be illegal. Um, but I supposedly, mean, what's illegal right now in college football and point. sports? Come on now, good point, John. Uh, I mean, Michigan's out there cheating every week. I'll um, go get Mikey Williams' lawyer right now, and I guarantee smart. you, if anybody gets charged by anything, even the NCAA, that that attorney who's like the, the real MVP. He's going to take care of that business. Biff, like his first day as Charlotte's head coach, he like went and met with all of like the big businesses in Charlotte to try to get NIL, and he started calling them out on Twitter for not supporting the local football program. And so now it sounds like uh, they're getting a lot of NIL money in. Well, tell him to back up a little bit. I don't need him to be you no know, uh, the next. Don't be trying to be in like uh, Lane Kiffin. And don't be trying to be the portal king like Lane Kiffin. Well, I think a big age gap between uh, Lane Kiffin and Biff Pogey. Also, if he's a billionaire, big um, big gap with all of his loot. That's right. But uh, Lane's not doing too bad. Um, other college football news, let's see. Did you hear about where um, Riley Leonard's going to play? Yeah, yeah, like the worst kept secret. I don't know why he waited this long to commit to Notre Dame, but good for him. You know, good for him. But and the, Notre the, Dame the, continues to take the top quarterback in the ACC every year. But by the way, did you see the next next season schedule? You know who opens down at College Station? Uh, that would be Notre Dame. Uh, hold on, John. I got this. Is it Notre Dame? Yes. Yeah, so he's going to go against his old coach. Wow. So it'll be Mike Elko on one side, Texas A&M New School. You have Riley Leonard on the other side. We from also, Duke as well. We also haven't. We've got to talk to David about uh, Dylan Gabriel pulling old switcheroo and going and to Oregon. Oregon. How about that? Yeah, I thought he was going to follow Levy down to Mississippi State, man. But I don't. Gabriel and Dan Lanning's system probably be pretty damn good. I mean, Gabriel's been playing for how long now? What is this going to be his seventh year? Feels like forever. I mean, when, it Central feels like Florida, Oklahoma, and now Oregon. I mean, John Dylan Gabriel played in a conference championship game against Memphis. I mean, that feels like ten years ago. 
Were you still at Memphis back then? Yes. No, I was. I even at Memphis when that happened. That's a that's also another good question, man. There's just all kinds of things to talk about college sports. So we're lucky we have David Cobb, CBSSports.com, because I got tons of college basketball questions for him. Uh, got college football questions all over the place. Uh, you know, um, little excited about uh, um, some some sports. Eleven thirty, we're gonna rock. Something I'm not so very excited to talk about is. Um, the Grizzlies. Got to talk about them, though, John. They Played got last night. they got smoked last night. Man, uh, you could say the coaching staff got a little bit hot. Taylor Jenkins, especially during that game, did you see him screaming yeah, he's, there? He's a little frustrated. I'd be frustrated too. They look terrible, especially early in that bad boy. Um, but yeah, Grizzlies fall. Did not win. Did not cover. Um, poor Memphis. Only one win still at home on the season. Ja, though, we have to talk about him as well, and you know we're going to talk about the Grizzlies. But, John, could we call it a win? Because Naquan Tomlin was at the game last night, the Grizzlies game, with Rick Stansberry. Penny was there sitting courtside. So That's really, more of a Tiger win. I mean, but hey, the Grizzlies helped out, so maybe they get an assist on the win. No, 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 no. no, Like half a win? Can we do like half a win? So now the Grizzlies are one and a half in however many losses at home? No, we can't do that. We can't do that. But today, Zach Boyd's at 12 o'clock. So at noon, we're going to talk the Grizzlies. We'll also talk about the, um, I guess, is I mean, do we call it the embarrassment with the uh, what Joshua Holloway and Ja Morant situation that's playing out in court? It's pretty funny. It really is. It's funny, but it's not. It's like, damn, this is too close for him to be coming back. I hate the fact that he admitted yesterday. I mean, he's in court. You know, you know, you've got to tell the truth. Talking to the uh, Joshua Holloway's attorney. And basically admitted to hitting him first and saying that a damn basketball is a deadly weapon. Dinsley was like, oh, it hurt. <laughs> I mean, the whole damn thing's just, you know, ridiculous. And the timing just is terrible. Terrible. But we'll talk about that as well at 12 o'clock. Now, I have hardenwood stories because they're just funny and they feel good. I got refs fighting. Like, we got Naquan Tomlin. Well, two refs at a fourth grade basketball game got in a fight. That's a weird story. Do you know what a mora is? Uh, no. You don't know what I don't. I mean, I thought that was like. Didn't that didn't that mean love? A more. More whatever, or no? Maybe it doesn't. What does it mean? I don't. I don't know. A more. Yeah, mean, names that mean love, man. What Russell Wilson named his daughter. Was that one of your stories? Well, yeah, Mora Princess Wilson. It's a primarily a girl's name of Spanish origin, meaning love. Huh. Amore is Italian for love. A love princess. Huh. Russell Wilson's daughter in the world. Sounds like something Russell Wilson would name his daughter. It does. That's what I was thinking. I was like, man, you want to go for a little top. Like... Whatever happened to Cindy? <laughs> Jennifer. No, I'm, I don't care what. I will we'll just mention because Russ is Russ. But Juwan Howard, by the way, speaking of fighting, you hear about him getting a little confrontation with the strength coach? That's right. You know, Coach Khakis get, gets like in all types of trouble for buying a burger and lying a little bit. Juwan Howard has slapped a man on national television and now fighting his strength coach. Yeah, but Johnny didn't cheat. <sighs> Okay, he's just in a violent a-hole. No, try it. 
<laughs> we'll talk Which, a little. Something to keep an eye on because in his contract, it says he cannot get into any more physical altercations. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. That's not good. That's not good. Um, and also, we got a man who's uh, absolute crazy. Like, this dude's like 20 years old. He got bitten by a shark. And the first thing he does is he starts videotaping it because he wanted to document his leg getting bitten off by a shark. Smart guy. Like, is that taking this, like, whole phone situation a little far? Well, John, I was listening to something the other day, and they were talking about phones and how, like, Posting. phones have posted, just, Dude posted his leg getting bit off by a yeah, shark. Well, somebody made a, a point on uh, this podcast I was listening to of when people Damn. say be in the moment, nowadays being in the moment really means taking out your phone and recording something. I mean, it's just a an, uh, an instinct we get. I mean, it's like you just you just do it without even thinking. And so I'm sure, you know... He's like, wow, I gotta get a, I gotta record this. And so he pulled out his phone and started recording it. Good yeah. Uh, a I'm, memory he'll never forget. I am glad there were people who were like, bro, other people. we need to get you to the hospital, you know? Like, like right now. Um, the, they did try their best. They couldn't save his leg because, you know, a shark ate it. But, um, yeah, he's got it on video and I watched it this morning. It was absolutely disgusting. Oh, wow. The video's out there? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. I, I watched watch it today. It. It's on Twitter? It's pretty nasty man a lot of blood be what it's kind of like what you imagine jaws but more real but it wasn't great white i don't think it was didn't pay much attention to the shark part just dude's leg and bleeding um now we got a lot of stuff to get into and i'm going to jump back now because we're going to go to the nfl it is a tuesday we done wrapped up the week had two football games both of them like if it comes to Tight football games that you can't leave. I guess you would have to say both games were a success. But if you're a Dolphins fan, you're embarrassed. You lost your first home game to a team in the Titans that haven't won a game on the road all year long to a rookie quarterback in Will Levis. And your offense was terrible. And Mike McDaniels, Mike McDaniel, do me a favor. Run the football a little bit more. Run it a little bit more. If they're not pass blocking very well, go right at them because you know what? Most are an A-chain. They can scoot. Dolphins. We were talking about how great the Dolphins were. Are they one of the best teams in the AFC? Are they up there? Kansas City's down. Baltimore. They're up there. I mean, the whole AFC, I talked about it yesterday. It's, 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 it's absolute insanity. I mean, Dolphins are over first place in the AFC East. Buffalo Bills might miss the playoffs. Got to win, 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 win. But damn, Buffalo Bills playing the Dolphins. I don't know. I might trust the Bills. We have, I mean, this is this whole week in the National Football League has been crazy. Bailey Zappi got a win. Zap, zap. Zach Wilson got a win. Joe Flacco won a football game. We got, um, my little homie Jake Browning's won two games in a row and has played great. Will Levis just won. That is five bum quarterbacks just in the AFC who've won some football games. Don't forget Tommy DeVito with the New York Giants. The Giants are back, John. The Vikings won despite their pathetic quarterback play. Justin Fields has won two games in a row. Now we're wondering, do we keep Justin Fields or go get Caleb Williams? The NFL, man, it's it's just one of those leagues that's 
sometimes you have weeks where nothing makes sense. Well, I think last night proved even more why Tyreek Hill deserves MVP. Mm, I mean, I, I know what you're saying. The I mean, offense went flat after you left, John. Well, I'm I mean, saying. it wasn't like he was uh, out there doing anything. They only scored a defensive touchdown. That's right, but he got injured early. I mean, two of fumbles I mean, the was... football. The offensive line was absolutely terrible. I thought the game the plan game. from Mike McDaniel's was just a, a abhorrent. I mean, you have Jeffrey Simmons who isn't in the game, their best defensive player, their best defensive tackle, and uh, they just I, I thought it was pathetic. And that last drive, Miami's got the ball. They only need a field goal. Tommy DeVito can go right down the field on the Green Bay Packers and get the field goal to win a game. John, have you seen what, what Tommy DeVito but has now done Tui, in the last three games? Tua can do it just because you're saying Tyreek Hill is out. That's right. That's right. Needs his weapon. Um, John, have Braxton you s- Berrios, Jalen Waddle. Nah, they got they're not Tyreek Hill. They're not the cheetah, you know? Well, how about on third and one, don't throw a wide receiver, I mean, a running back screen to the right five yards behind the line of scrimmage with two little bitty skinny wide receivers who mm. are speedsters supposedly blocking for you. How about actually Mike McDaniel, you be the genius that everybody's already crowned your ass mm. as being instead of being a pathetic play caller. Mm. That was pathetic. And speaking of pathetic, the what was why are they kept giving the uh, the ball to Reed, the Green Bay Packers? Matt LaFleur. You and your dorky little child haircut in New York with a chance to take up. We don't got to call out his hair. It's terrible, man. He (laughs) looks like a little 12-year-old child. I want to slap him upside the head, especially when he calls stupid plays. You're telling me you need a two-point conversion, and your best play is a wide receiver screen that has failed three previous times. They tried to do a double reverse with Reed. Then they tried to do a reverse with Reed. Then they tried to do a little pitch to Reed. And guess what? Every time they went sideline to sideline, they lost yardage, mm. or they picked up a minimal game like one yard. Wasn't running. You could have kicked. You get that two point conversion. Worst thing is, is overtime, and that was the play that Lafleur came out with. I mean the the secondary for the Giants, man, man. I don't even want to hear about Lafleur. Absolutely stupid. So the NFL was stupid this week. Have you seen what We should have known the week was going to be crazy when the Patriots beat the Steelers to start the week off on Thursday. What were you saying? Have you seen what Tommy DeVito has done in his last three games? Don't tell. Okay. He threw a great ball, a little post to Rondell. I'm just saying, have you seen what he's done in his last three games? Mm Mm-mm. In his last three games, uh, I'm trying to look up very quickly who those last three games were against. Last night, it was certainly against the Packers. I I know that. But before that, it was games against, uh, let's see, what week are we in? The New England Patriots and the Washington Commanders and the Green Bay Giants last night. Uh, The Green Bay. Green Bay Packers. He's on the Giants. Um, Tommy DeVito, in his last three games, he's 3-0. 198 and a half passing yards per game. Five touchdowns, zero interceptions. Those Winner. Are, I mean, he's winning with them. He's winning with those crazy stats. And if we were to do our power rankings, it's kind of simple with number one. You would go with the 49ers. Is there any, any argument with that? No. And the 49ers quarterback was the last pick in the draft. That's right. Right now, the best quarterbacks playing in the draft are a second-round pick, a third-round pick, and the last pick. Wild world we live in. San Francisco 
I would definitely go one. Right now, can I – I mean, I don't think I'm going to get an argument with you, from you, but is Dallas the second-best team in the National Football League? Certainly. Dallas is 10-3 and three with a point scoring differential of plus 188. Did you know that? Mm. Do you know that the other 10-3 and three team in their same division is the Eagles with the differential of plus 21? Wow. It's pretty wild, isn't it? That's now, they do play – they did play the Giants already twice and beat them like 40 to nothing, so that does help. That does help. Third best team in the National Football League. Are you going to stick in the NFC or you got to go over to the AFC? Uh, I'll stick in the NFC, John. So you're going with the Eagles as the third best team? Yes. I, I'm a little worried about it, but they did play Dallas and San Francisco in back-to-back weeks. One thing that I'm really, really worried about. Yeah, the thing I'm worried about, though, that secondary, man. That secondary is not good. It's not great, no. They need a little help over there. Um, I would have to go to Baltimore third. I I mean, I I could easily go to that. So I'll put Baltimore third. Eagles fourth. Now, this is where I want you to try to figure out who the hell are you putting in five? We just watched. The Eagles. I mean, excuse me. We just no no no. We just to Giants. Oh hush. We just watched Kansas City (laughs) uh, lose yet again. They are not the same. The Detroit Lions are were basically frauds. Miami is a fraud. They can't beat good teams. They can't even beat the damn Titans at home. I mean, Josh Allen and the Bills likely won't make the playoffs. Like, who the heck do you put at five? The Dolphins. You don't put the Dolphins after that embarrassing performance at home. Yes, I do. It's one game. Uh, that that offense got lit up in the fourth quarter. Tyreek Hill is out. All right, I just want to remind you something. I mean, do you know how out. bad that performance was for that Dolphins team? It's one game. It's, it's also historically bad. That's the worst. Only five times in the history of the NFL since the merger has a team won. Only five times has this ever happened. Has a team won after trailing by 14 points in the final three minutes. The Titans did it last night. Before that, it was the Texans who beat the Colts in 2016. The Colts beat the Buckners in 2003. The Browns, the Titans in 2002. The Bears, the Browns in 2001. Thing is, though, those other four games where a team came back and won, like trailing 14 points and ended up winning the game, they all went, they all went to overtime. The Titans came back in the final three minutes of a football game, down 14 and won. Miami still had the ball with a minute back, and that offense couldn't get down the field and score on a on a defense that's been decimated all year long. That is not a team that I can put in my top five. Plus a team that hasn't even won a football game against a winning like against a team with a good record. They got smoked by the Bills, they got smoked by the Eagles, they got smoked by the Chiefs, and now the embarrassment is they got beat by the Titans. But we are late for a break, my goodness, because I got to get to David Cobb from CBSSports.com. We're talking college basketball. You know the Tigers, they got Naquan Tomlin from Kansas State. He's now a Memphis Tiger. We also got to talk a little college football. Don't touch the dial. Sports 56, 98, 5FM. Start your day with Sports 56 Mornings with Greg Gaston and Eli Savoy. Weekday mornings from 7 to 10, right here on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM.
power source capable of generating 1.21 gigawatts of electricity is a bolt of lightning. Now, back to Sports 56 Happy Hour on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. Here once again, Johnny Radio. Welcome back to a little Sports 56 Happy Hour. I'm your buddy Johnny Radio hanging out with Brian Day because it's 1130 on a Tuesday. You know, we're talking with David Cobb, CBSSports.com. We got to talk college football, college basketball, little Naquan Tomlin. But I also want to let everybody know, you know where I'm going to be this Thursday. Do you know, Day, where I'm going to be on Thursday, 11 to 1? I do know where you're going to be this weekend, or no, on Thursday. Yeah, I'm going to be at Top Gun Memphis. That's right. Try it, shoot it, buy it is what I like to say when I think of Top Gun Memphis. I'll be out there shooting guns from 11 to 1 on Thursday and doing a little bit of radio. You come out there and see me between 11 and 1, say you heard on Sports 56, your shooting lane is free. Just bring your gun, pay for your ammo, and uh, we'll have a really good time. But don't forget to buy Christmas gifts because we got a unbelievable Christmas gift. David Cobb, I, ho- I wonder what he would think about this bad boy. It's called the machine gun package. It's only $89. You get to shoot three different machine guns. You get ammo, range safety officer, and a shooting lane. Again, just $89. You saw my uh, my target, right? Oh, yeah. You yeah, were, man. There was a bunch on. of people over there were talking stuff that I wasn't going to be able to shoot this machine gun like Jack Bauer shoots it at CTU. Please, child. Did I not smoke the guy? Sure did. Didn't shoot the woman who was being held up. Put about 40 bullets right in his chest. That's right. Yeah, come out there. We'll shoot some guns this Thursday. Top Gun Memphis. You can go to TopGunMemphis.com right now and buy that machine gun package. You also come out there again on Thursday, and you could get a uh, – you could be a winner because we're going to give away some Liberty Bowl tickets. What's up, DC? What's going on, man? How are you? You ever shot a machine gun? I've never shot a machine gun. No, I've not. Oh, it's so much fun! I shot like three different machine guns and a Uzi. It was it was great. So, do, uh, do, do video games count? Um, no, I don't think so. But I did play a video game with a gun when I was a kid, and we shot ducks. Yeah, a, no, that's the old school Nintendo. I know that game. Yeah, yeah, and I can't remember what it was called, but yeah, that's the only uh, shooting game I played when I was a kid. Now, yeah, that was a good one. That was a pretty decent one. Pretty decent one. Now, the Tigers are pretty damn decent. Did you check them dropping Texas A&M like a bad habit at their house? Yeah, I did. Super impressive. a and is supposed to win the SEC, according to a lot of people, including me. So uh, to go in there, get a win on the road, two road wins. Like, you feel a lot better coming out of this past week if you're Memphis, than you did coming out of that Ole Miss loss. And Ole Miss just keeps winning, too. So I was going to say, they're good. helping us out a lot right now. They are. So, yeah, I think Memphis is in a really good position here. But it's like, this is the grind. Like, this is the part of the schedule that is where Memphis makes its money, where Memphis climbs the rankings. So, undefeated Clemson coming to town this week. Like, that's going to be a huge one, a lot of fun. Uh, that's a That's a massive game. In a series of massive games for Memphis. Man, I mean, this is, it could be a really happy Christmas. All the people who are freaking out about them not being in the top 25, they could be really high. Uh, they got three games between this Saturday and, of course, uh, you know, Christmas. You got 13th ranked Clemson, 22nd ranked Virginia, and then Vanderbilt. Um, they definitely, if they, if they can take care of business in all three 
uh, it'd be beautiful. But Clemson right now is playing great basketball. What kind of uh, problems are they going to, you know, show Memphis next uh, Saturday? Yeah, I mean, the thing that stands out to me about Clemson is just how relentless they are offensively. Like, uh, they've got a bunch of dudes that like to crash crash the board. And then they're they're really good three-point shooting team. So Joe Girard transferred in from Syracuse and has been lighting it up. And then, like, P.J. Hall, their five-man, he's stepping out and hitting threes at a, at a high clip this year. So um, they're just a really good shooting team, uh, Clemson is. So, I mean, that's that's uh, what you got to worry about with the, with the Tigers. And then, you know, they get those long rebounds because uh, sometimes if you shoot those threes, they come off the rim, uh, bouncing all sorts of ways. And, and you get second chance opportunities that way. So, I mean, that's kind of that's kind of their mo. Uh, they've played in a lot of close games. They won at Alabama. I mean, that's that's their their big win so far. So that's a impressive. It's just a, it's just an old veteran team too. So I mean, kind of like Memphis in that way. It should be a fun uh, fun matchup. Man, and Clemson still right now. Um, they haven't lost a game this year either. So uh, one think, of very few undefeated yeah. teams left. So so beating that team would would. Uh, Make Memphis stand out in, in a really positive way. Well, after they play Clemson, I'm also I'm, I'm trying to get early my early uh, you know gambling down. I'm trying to I'm writing down all these teams and what they got because I know you cover everybody in college basketball. So now I know what to expect from Clemson. What about Virginia? Yeah, I mean, same old, same old with them. They're just a defensive mother you sort of team that uh, wants Muck to play super slow. I mean, it's yeah. as opposite kind of uh, of Memphis really as you can get. I mean, Memphis likes to run. Uh, they're a little bit helter skelter, you know. They're not always playing in, in defined sets offensively, but Virginia wants to slow you down. They want to make you beat them in the half court, and then they will beat you in the half court offensively because that's uh, you know that's where they get into their actions and all that. And so you just got to be super disciplined defensively uh, against a team like Virginia, uh, or else they're going to run the shot clock down, and then they'll uh, you know get get a a trip to the free throw line if you're too overly aggressive or whatever, and that they can just be maddening to play against in that way. So, I mean, if Memphis can speed them up, like they could, they could have their way, but that's a, uh, an oil and water type of game uh, with Virginia and Memphis. It'll be like who can enforce their style of play and their will on the other one. Uh, yeah. Should be a little interesting. We got two good games coming up again. Um, I'm fired up to actually see them at the house. They've been on the road for a long time. Uh, try to get their legs out. David Jones has been awesome. JQ's been a super specialist. Caleb Mills, big, big threes in defense. Wondering though, uh, they got a little issue. Malcolm has always been handy. He's very prone to getting in foul trouble. We don't know what the hell's going on with Jordan Brown still on the team, but you know, you're hearing that, you know, he might not be for much longer. What is Naquan Tomlin bringing to Memphis? I mean, I don't think they go out and get a Naquan Tomlin if they think Jordan Brown's going to be a part of the rotation moving forward, right? Like, yeah, I don't think just, he's going to be. And to be yeah. honest with you, as bad as I mean, he was not in. You know, he wasn't in good physical condition. You know, uh, he's not dominating because you know this is not the same level of competition he was playing, and it just didn't. He just seemed disinterested. Yeah, and I don't know that Memphis their style has ever been. Taylor made for pounding the rock inside, getting a post touch on the block for your big man every possession within the flow of the offense. And that's sort of what he thrived in the last couple of years at Louisiana because uh, they oriented their entire attack around Jordan Brown at Louisiana. And that's not obviously the, the case at a place like, like Memphis. So, yeah, you bring in Naquan Tomlin, though, and 
you lose a little bit of the uh, physicality, maybe, but he's still a really long front court player who can uh, go out and score. He can probably defend multiple positions for you. I mean, I think it's a great pickup. It, it's it's random. It's um, sort of unprecedented, <laughs> even in this era uh, of the transfer portal and whatnot, to get a guy in December. And, and suit him up almost immediately from another school. I mean, sometimes you see this with, like, international players who come over mid-year, but you just rarely see it from, from school to school like this. But this is a guy who was a uh, every-single-game starter last season for a Kansas State team that made the Elite Eight. <laughs> I mean, so if you're Memphis and you add that guy to your rotation, I think it should more than make up for uh, the, the loss, potential loss of Jordan Brown. And I mean, like you said, 36 games last season with Kansas State averaged 10.4 points, six rebounds during the NCAA tournament, 12 and a half points, five rebounds, two blocks per game. I mean, he, you know, I, I like what he's bringing. Plus, like you said, he's 6'10, he's long, he's athletic, and uh, he knows how to play in those offenses that like to get up and down the court. Yeah, and it, it feels like Penny, this is a, an example of Penny having the power right, at the University of Memphis, because he's, he's been able to keep Mikey Williams, you know, somewhat in the fold. Uh, we'll see what happens there. And now he's able to go out and get a guy like Naquan Tomlin, who uh, was dismissed at Kansas State. I mean, Jaquan Walton had issues prior to arriving in Memphis. I mean, there's some guys on this roster at Memphis that maybe some other programs wouldn't take, uh, or maybe some coaches wouldn't have the ability to take if, if uh, their administrators uh, shot it down. But uh, this is another example of the fact that, that it seems like Penny's able to sort of exert his influence to get the guys in here that, that he wants, even if maybe they aren't, they aren't guys that the administration would love. So, I mean, that, if you're a Tiger basketball fan and you want to see good results, I think that's, a, that's an encouraging uh, thing because uh, guys like Naquan Tom would help you win. Uh, he helped Kansas State win a lot of games last season. And as you mentioned, he was at his best when it mattered most because uh, in the uh, conference tournament and in the NCAA tournament, I mean, he had some of his, his best games of the year. So that's that's the type of player you want to get in there if you're Penny Hardaway. I'll tell you one thing. Uh, everybody is excited as can be. I know Tiger Nation is. I do also think it's a lot of funny. A lot of people out there are like, man, you know, Penny, for somebody who can't coach, sure can go and uh, get somebody that almost everybody wants and uh, bring in a lot of transfers. Uh, we'll see how everything works. You know, Tiger fans are all crazy right now on X, having a lot of fun. Now I got to ask you about the SEC. Who um, like who's the best team in the SEC? I, I think it's Auburn. I, I'm really down on the SEC right now. I mean, it honestly kind of feels. We like thought this was the- going to be like one of the like the. I mean, it still could be a crazy year, but whoo, yeah, I'm a little down on them too. I mean, the Big Twelve and the Big East are running college basketball right now. That's just the reality. I mean, the SEC, everybody who you thought was going to be good in the SEC has taken a lot of losses. I mean, Auburn Auburn included. I mean, they've got a couple of losses already as well. But, like, you know, I think they've shown the most promise, or they seem to be the one that's maybe exceeding expectations so far. And, obviously, like, Kentucky's got a lot of talent. They've shown it in flashes, and then they'll turn around and lose to UNC Wilmington. And Texas A&M's been underwhelming. Like, they've been fine, but not great. And Alabama is not the same Alabama as the team from last season that had Brandon Miller. So it's it, it's a little bit up in the air right now. The SEC is, and I think it's it's up for grabs. It should be a it should be a fun year for the league. But I keep watching these ESPN broadcasts where you'll hear Jimmy Dykes and other guys say, you know, the SEC could get nine or ten teams into the big dance this year. And I'll be honest, I don't see that. 
because I don't think that the league is strong enough as a whole for those ninth and tenth best teams to like build a resume within conference play uh, because it just hasn't been a great non-conference run for the SEC this year. Could the Cougars, are they the best team right now over in the Big 12? Yeah, I think you can make the case, but their, their schedule has been soft. Like, like Kelvin Sampson said, you know what? We're uh, we're up, upgrading to the Big 12 this year, so we are not going to play anybody in the non-conference. I mean, they get Texas A&M here, here pretty soon, uh, but that's going to be their biggest test yet. And again, that's not like that's not like an elite-level Texas A&M team that maybe we thought it would be, at least not at this point. So, I mean, Houston looks great, but they just they really haven't played anyone. I mean, so that's it's hard to say for sure. I would give the nod still to uh, Kansas uh, out of the Big 12 because they put it on the line against really quality teams uh, quite often already this season. What about the Baylor Bears? Yeah, they're legit. I mean, they're, they're uh, freshmen – uh, wing Jacoby Walter has been like everything they needed and more so far. Uh, their biggest test was night one against Auburn. So it's just sort of been a bunch of nobodies since then. I mean, I think they beat Florida, which is a nice win. But, yeah, no, they're legit. I mean, the Big 12 from, I think, 1 through, like, 12 <laughs> is going to be really difficult. Because think about it. Even a team like a team like Oklahoma that doesn't make the NCAA tournament last season, is awesome this year. Even a team like BYU, who you thought was going to be one of the worst teams in the Big 12, they're still sitting here undefeated. So, like, when your non-NCAA tournament teams who were predicted to finish, like, 11th or 12th in the league are undefeated and it's almost Christmas, I mean, that uh, suggests you're going to be in for a, for a brutal league schedule. Um, you know, so if you're somebody like Central Florida, uh, welcome to the Big 12. Uh, it's yeah, going to be a rough luck. goal because that league is... is serious yet again talking a lot of college hoops with david cobb of cbs sports tom time to switch gears because you know he covers college football as well what is up with matt rule over in nebraska uh is he really gonna get uh dylan rayola uh, to transfer from georgia to nebraska and kyle mccord well he's got a relative on his uh on his coaching staff of of Dylan Rayle, who apparently just got a big raise. Uh, I, I kind of thought we were past all that stuff, right? Like in the NIL era, like giving the guy the cash, <laughs> yeah, giving the guy's cousin who works on staff a raise. Like really, we're still doing that even now. Um, but you know, there's stuff like that going on. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know if I would do that if I was Dylan Rayola, especially when you look at Georgia and, and Brock Vandegrift transferring out to Kentucky and, so the path is even more clear now for you uh, to become the starter there at Georgia in, in a pretty timely manner after Carson Beck leaves. But, I mean, whatever money talks, and that's what it's all about. You can go somewhere, get get your bag, and then leave after a year and go get yourself another bag. I mean, that's, that's the world we live in now. Yeah, just go get you a biggie bag. Just it, it's a wild, wild world right now in college football. Um, also, did want to ask you: uh, you ta- you watched tons of college football. Jaden Daniels won the Heisman. Uh, everybody's pretty set that Caleb Williams and Drake May; these guys are going to be, you know, the top two quarterbacks taken. How good though do you think Jaden Daniels can be in the NFL? I think he'd be really good. I mean, I think his mobility is is excellent, but he's he's accurate. He's, his deep ball is ridiculous. Yeah. It's accuracy. I mean, damn. Yeah, no, he's uh, – and people might look at his age and be like, well, he's a fifth-year guy. Like, why – you know, what happened here? Maybe maybe that's a hang-up for some people. But you got to remember his second and third seasons at Arizona State were COVID-impacted, 
and impacted by the fact that, that Herm Edwards, uh, he wasn't really the, the best coach at that point in his career. And so Jaden Daniels' development stalled until he was able to get to LSU and get into a, a good system again. And once he did, he was phenomenal. So, yeah, I, I fully believe that Jaden Daniels can thrive uh, in the NFL. He's mobile, he's accurate, and um, he was super productive in college football's toughest conference. I mean, I don't know, I don't know what more you need uh, evidence-wise from a college football player to, to suggest that they can do it at the next level. I also think he's going to light up at, at the uh, combine. I mean, they list him at 6'4", 215. Um, you know, his 40-yard dash is going to re- be ridiculous. The cream, uh, three-cone shuttle, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, he's got elite athleticism, and he just throws a beautiful ball. Yeah, there are very few quarterbacks in this class who I would actually take over over Jay Daniels. Like, I know a lot of the mocks and the experts are high on – Caleb Williams and, and, and Drake May, uh, and I understand that, but I think I might go Daniels even above those guys. Um, I, 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 having watched a lot of Caleb Williams over the years, uh, the last couple of years, I don't think he's significantly better than, than Jaden Daniels. Um, Drake May is, is, is obviously super talented as well, and you know what not, but I don't see him as being head and shoulders above Jaden Daniels. And then after... After those three, uh, the quarterback class is uh, not all that impressive. So, I mean, it, to me, it's a, a three-horse race there with those QBs for who will be selected first and, and where they'll go in the draft. Man, I'm with you right now. I'm with you. Uh, I like that. Uh, Got to um, ask you, though, before I do let you go, did you watch any of that NFL this week? Uh, just a bit, not a ton. Goodness gracious. Did you see all the bum quarterbacks who were winning football games left and right? <laughs> I know, I know. There, there is a lot of <coughs> subpar quarterback play. Like, are, are we going to have like a situation where there's like six rookie starters uh, in, in the NFL next year? I mean, it's nuts. I mean, Jake Browning's won. Browning's won a couple games in a row. You had a uh, Bailey Zappi win this well, week. And Joe Flacco's back too, right? Oh, Joe Flacco won with the Browns this week. I mean, it's like you look around; it's crazy. Heck, Zach Wilson um, beat up on um, you know the Texans. C.J. Stroud. I mean, the, the whole damn NFL right now is just gone bonkers. I mean, uh, I look at this picture of Joe Flacco that I saw the other day, and I'm like, wait, is he? Is he still <laughs> is he playing? Coaching? Oh, like yeah. <laughs> like, what's going on here? Uh, that that was, that uh, that one blew my mind. It's been uh, it's just been wild. Sports right now are great. Um, I wanted to ask you though, this week uh, are you going to be doing any uh, bowl work? Then they're they're kicking off on Saturday. Yeah, I'm I'm uh, on the hook for a few of our bowls. Actually, not until after the weekend, but Saturday is massive in uh, college basketball. Like, yeah, that Memphis Clemson game, as great as it is, is like the tenth best game of the day nationally. I mean, there's there's so much, including Arizona Purdue. So. Yeah, Saturday will be a big college hoops day for me. Ooh-wee, that is huge. By the way, uh, that Arizona-Purdue game, you uh, leaning one way already? Well, I don't even know if I'll be able to watch it since it's on Peacock. I guess I'll have to uh, reactivate that subscription. But, uh, yeah, what a world. Uh, number one versus number three on a streaming service. Uh, <laughs> I think I think I lean Arizona. Uh, I just think it'll be hard for Purdue to keep up. Bryant and I were talking about Arizona just a few minutes yeah, ago, and their offense is just so next level that uh, – I don't know. If, I don't know if the, the uh, old Boilermakers can can hang. Man, um, is Colorado's offense actually legit? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, they're they're they've got some talent. Like that is one of the most talented teams in the Pac-12, 
And, in fact, they, they might low-key be uh, number two in the Pac-12 behind Arizona because nobody else in that league looks very good right now, and they just put up 90 on Miami. So, yeah, Colorado's pretty pretty legit, actually. I think they might make the tournament. Crazy, man. Crazy, crazy, the world we're in, man. I know you're a busy man. you got college basketball. you got college football. You're covering it all over at CBSSports.com. People can read all your work at CBSSports.com. Follow you on Twitter at David W. Cobb. Always listen to you right here 11 o'clock on a Tuesday. What do you? Uh, what can your readers expect to be coming down the pipe? Oh, man, we got the uh, the bottom 25 playoff. How about that? So we'll be crowning the worst team in college football uh, tomorrow at CBSSports.com. Uh, stay tuned for that that exciting content. All right, man. Hey, David, be blessed. Thank you so much for your time. We'll do it again next week. All right. Sounds good, man. Thanks. That is David Cobb. Busy week in college sports. Not just Memphis, man, that they got Clemson, but uh, that is a packed slate. One verse number three. Big news, though, for Tigers, of course. Naquan Tomlin joining the uh, Memphis Tigers. My man's like, I mean, he could play this Saturday if he wanted to. Good. Um, do you expect to actually see him get any minutes uh, this Saturday? I mean, he, he wouldn't even been here a week. Yeah, probably not. But I mean, I, I don't know. I have no idea. Who knows? It's going to be wild, but I think he's definitely going to be a huge contributor. 6'10", uh, average double figures in scoring, over five rebounds a game. Uh, average a couple blocks as well, especially in the NCAA tournament. Went on an Elite Eight run last year with Kansas State. Got dismissed for getting in a bar fight. I'm cool with that. Mm-hmm. I'm cool with that. <laughs> We're going to talk uh, a little bit of NFL Tons of Grizzlies, Tiger basketball, and more at 12 o'clock with Zach Boyd. And don't forget, at 1230, I got some great stories for Hardenwood. This is Sports 56 98.5 FM. Be sure to follow us at Sports 56 WHBQ on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube to watch live video of our shows, stay up to date with station events, and have chances to win prizes. Don't miss out on anything that's going on. Follow us at Sports 56 WHBQ. All the wisdom of the universe is in these bones. <laughs> now back to Sports 56 Happy Hour on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. Here once again, Johnny Radio. Welcome back to Little Sports 56 Happy Hour. I'm your buddy Johnny Radio, hanging out with Brian Vegas. What up, what up, what up, man? Good news in Memphis. Naquan Tomlin, former Kansas State basketball player, is joining the University of Memphis Tigers. He'll be immediately uh, eligible to play. So uh, he's going to be a big factor, 6'10". Don't know what's going to happen with Jordan Bound. Don't have a good feeling on it at all. Um, not at all, to be honest with you. And then also, uh, just wanted to say this: Did you do you uh, did you ever play uh, F Mary Kill back in the day? Uh, no. Well, that was a game that kids played back in the day. And there's one that's going around. And it's called Start Bench and Cut. I think that's gone around for a while, John. Oh, okay, I don't well, think that game's new. well, it's just trending on mine because I, um, I have Penny, John Morant, and Memphis trending. And when I t- you know hit on Penny, it's all about Naquan Tomlin and Penny coaching. Ja Moran all has to do with the embarrassing thing. And the first thing that pops up is the top one for me is, um, of course, him in court yesterday in this whole civil trial. Of course. Um, but then the second one that popped up is the top was uh, start, bench, cut. And, of course, Trey Young, LaMelo Ball, and Ja Morant. 
If you want to play the game, 901-360-8255, 901-360-8255, hit me up on the text line. But uh, yeah, that's that's one of the things that's going down. It's, and, t- it's pretty tough right now. It's kind of embarrassing. Joshua Holloway and John Morant doing the civil trial right now. But did you hear that Justin Herbert is having season-ending oh, surgery? He is now done for the season. So remember all these bum quarterbacks that I've been talking about? Uh-huh. Well, looks like we're going to see another one. Who is their backup? I have no idea who their backup is. The backup quarterback for the Los Angeles Chargers is Easton Stick. Oh, yeah. Easton Stick. Oh, Easton Stick. Absolutely. Easton, you remember Easton Stick, don't you? Absolutely. Like all those great plays that he was making in college. Oh, yeah. Little Easton. Mm hmm. Um,. What are the popular metal snapped, bats though. these days? An Easton metal bat broke? No, 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 no. I had an Easton stick, a hockey stick. Oh, no. never mind. I, I didn't even know you could skate. I can't. Well, North Dakota State is where Easton stick played, right. by the way. So, uh, I mean, who knows? Easton stick, Tommy DeVito. Teams when he was drafted. He's been, he's been bouncing around for a little bit. He's thrown for a whole whopping 179 yards this year. Wow. No touchdowns, no interceptions. 13-24, 54%. Easton Stick now your starting quarterback in San Diego. On the other side, we got to switch gears, though. We're going to talk a little bit about Joshua Holiday and Ja. We're going to talk about Ja's return. We're going to talk about the Grizzlies game last night with the Mavs. Because we're going to talk a little Grizzlies with Zach Boyd. Plus, we're going to talk about Naquan Tomlin joining the University of Memphis' basketball team. Jordan Brown, the game against Clemson, because on the other side, we Memphis, 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 Maine with Zach Boyd. But I don't want to remind you, you need to be where on Thursday? Top Gun Memphis out on Witten. Try it, shoot it, buy it. Join me 11 to 1. We're going to be shooting guns all day. And from 11 to 1, you get your shooting lane for free. Bring your gun, rent your ammo, and we'll party like a rock star. Don't forget, though, get the machine gun package for Christmas. It's only $89. Three different machine guns, ammo, range safety officer, and a shooting lane. Zach Boyd next.